Hello there. Welcome to Lead Your Day. I'm Marilyn, the host of this show. And today, as I have been doing all month, I'm showing off another one of the women in my world. Today, I'm showing off Maria Bonilla, an entrepreneur based in Europe whose vision is to inspire more women to follow the intuition or the spark inside rather than the stress of mainstream marketing. She's a pleasure to chat to and you're really going to enjoy this short interview. Over to the show. Welcome to the show, Maria. Hi, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me. Now, we have yet another accent, my friends, on the show. This truly is a great month for celebrating women all around the world. So, Maria, please tell us who you are. I know who you are, but please tell the listeners who you are, where you're in the world, where that lovely accent comes from, and what is it that you do? Well, Marilyn, the accent is German, but I'm actually in Portugal. I have taken a three-month, not actually a holiday, more like a, a move that is not a permanent move, at least not yet. And yeah, I've been able to do that because I could just pack up my online business and my family and come here. I'm a radiance strategist for female entrepreneurs. And that sounds a bit constructed. What it actually means is I help women connect with the inner greatness and shine their light. And for that, I have the image of being a lighthouse, which ties in basically Mm. with everything that I stand for, which is loving freedom, loving the sea, being by the sea and shining our lights. Mm. And yeah, this is like an inside out thing because every woman is a lighthouse and I hope to be helping them realize that. So tell me, uh, is there a lighthouse or are there lighthouses where you're staying at the moment nearby? Oh, they are all over. Oh. They are all over. And it's amazing. We are going around and we're seeing the lighthouses. And when it's not a lighthouse, it's an amazing house located like right over top of the sea. Mm-hmm. And we have this kind of running joke, my husband and I, where I go, look, that's a spot for a lighthouse, which is code for <laughs> I would like to live there one day. So we are practicing expansion of mind and limitless thinking, mm. which yeah, is, is quite an exercise mm. for someone having grown up in Eastern Germany, basically ah. behind a wall. So, yeah. uh, wow. I mean, I did not know that about you. Now, let me, before we go any further, I better share how Maria is in my world. Uh, you're a client, you're, a, you're, you're in, a, in a mastermind that I'm, I, I help, uh, I help, I'm a coach in. So, um, and she's another European who I really connect to. Why, I'm dying to ask this question, what's the fascination with lighthouses? And tell us how you got there from East Germany. And what it was like growing up behind the wall. Oh, wow. That's a lot of questions, man. How much time <laughs> Actually, <do you> have? <laughs> that is far too many questions. And that is a really bad interview technique because my brain's going, ka-ching, ka-ching. I want to go there. Um, so, yeah, listeners, you can just laugh at me. I'm, it's late when we're recording this and um, we do like to have fun. So let's start with the first one. What's the fascination with lighthouses? 
I guess it is this thing with the sea. And you know what? There is actually a connection because growing up in the GDR, which was Eastern Germany, we were not allowed to travel outside the country. Mm. We were allowed to travel to the coast. And that's what we did. My family spent three weeks each summer at the Baltic. And I guess it comes from that. Mm. You know, having this, this yearning mm. inside and this, this intense longing and this intense pain of having to leave this place behind again, go back to the city, mm. which was quite ugly at the time. You know, lots of gray not very inspiring. I learned later in life that I'm inspired by nature. I'm inspired by the beauty of nature, mm. the beauty by the sea in particular. So I have always said already as, as a school kid, like one day I'm going to go there. I'm going to live there. One day I'll be by the sea. Mm. Now, everybody says that. But I actually found a way there. I moved to a Baltic island, mm. the very same one that we holidayed at for those three wow. weeks. And this is the space that gave, I, I don't know if the idea, but it, it gave me this growing space within to come up with my business, mm. to, to grow my business from scratch. And this was not initially about lighthouses. But, you know, it sort of, it made its way in and kind of like the holiday spot, it was always there. It was always a part of me. At some point, I had a client kind of reflecting it back to me. And I thought, yeah, that's it. That's what I stand for. And now I just have to lean in and, and grow yeah. that and grow my own lighthouse. <laughs> it's a really strong brand metaphor and I think it's beautiful because it's it's come from an inspired, and I know the story we've worked on this, it's, it's come from a very inspired place. That's The seed has been planted since you were a little girl. Tell me what are the yeah. values uh, that have come out from perhaps, you know, where you were raised in East Germany and the lighthouse. For me, it speaks very much of freedom. But is there any yes. other values that y you associate with that lighthouse and that very strong contrast of growing up in behind the wall and a lighthouse? It is definitely freedom, Marilyn. And I was actually, I was very little, but I was part of the protest. My mother brought mm -hmm. me to the protest and I still remember being in the street, having these masses of people around all chanting for freedom and then being given this freedom. And now this has kind of put me though in a tough spot because in contrast to my parents that had experienced 40 years of wars, and my grandparents' generation that mm. experienced the war and having to flee where they were living, very much the same thing that is happening now in the Ukraine. It's like mm. history repeating mm. itself. I was privileged because I had this freedom. I could choose what I wanted to do. I could choose mm. where I wanted to go. I decided to study in the U.S. for a year then I moved there for four years, uh, went to university, studied violin. But, you know, this whole your privileged also became my glass ceiling because it turned into this. You have so much and we didn't have it. And now mm. go and be grateful and make the most out of it. Mm. So for me, the lighthouse is also smashing all of that and saying, I can have the audacity to want more. 
because this is mm. still not enough for me. Mm. And in my first real job after university, I was a translator. I was literally a freelancer, I think partially because I felt attracted to the world. And then I realized, oh, where's the freedom here? There is no true freedom. And I recognized that, and maybe it's a bit of a lighthouse moment that I had, and now I'm seeing it repeat itself with my clients. The mm -hmm. moment we realize we can have this audacity. We can ask for more. It doesn't have to stop here. Of course, we can be grateful. We can always be appreciative, but we don't have to say, oh, I've already been given so much. I think I better just be content and be grateful and, mm. and not reach higher. It's almost like a lighthouse be... goes, I can only shine to so far and then that's it. Yeah which actually is yeah. impossible if you're a lighthouse. It will shine as far as it can for miles and miles. Yes, and this limitlessness, mm. I think it starts within ourselves, with our mind, giving our mind the space. And I have been, I have been a real idealist and I have been criticized for that and I have been told, you know, the world doesn't work this way. I remember growing up as a kid, like asking my parents, why are we eating meat? Why do animals have to suffer for us? Mm. No, it's just a small example. And I was told, yeah, that's just the way the world works. And later I realized it, that's not right. The world shouldn't have to work this way. And I can make a choice mm. to be different. Mm. You know, I can... I can choose peace for myself. I can choose to go vegan. I can choose to want more. I can choose to empower others rather than stepping on them. So I guess I took this idealism that was, yeah, that I always felt silly for. And yeah, not until my late 30s that I realized this is actually of value. Mm. If you want to be an entrepreneur, then it's good to be idealistic. Mm. Because we are shaping something, we are building something that is becoming the future, mm. not just for us, but for all the other women out there. Mm. I love those two words you've used, limit limitless and the audacity. They are great. Let's use those words on the women that you serve. Why women? And, and I guess yeah. really, have you found you're attracting a lot of people, a lot of women like you with your similar well, story? Well, why, why women is a very good question. And today I can have the audacity to say because men have enough support, because there are so many successful male entrepreneurs and so few female ones still in relation. Mm -hmm. And I want to help tip that scale. Now, I would not send away a man who would want to come to me and learn from me. That is, that is not the point, you know, but I am here for women mm. because we are still lacking this bravery and this audacity. And you were actually the one, I remember one of our mastermind calls that you were empowering a whole group of women, telling them, you know what, don't worry if a launch fails or something doesn't go well. You have men like running a whole business into the ground and they'll just turn around like this and start a new one. Mm. And they can do that maybe two, mm. three times. But as women, we take it personally. Yeah, we think the world's ended, don't fails, we? It means we're a failure. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah. that needs to change. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that moment was an inspiration moment. I didn't know that. That is powerful. I, I could say that the same. You know, people have said powerful things. I remember one time a guy said to me, it was said to the, the group that he was speaking to is, it's just treated it like a practice. Like you're just practicing. And it was like, ding, 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 light, let's light bulbs, lighthouses went off in my head. And it was like, it changed everything. So Maria, let's move on to that question, which I've been asking all my beautiful women who have come on for this special month. Uh, who inspires you or are there any uh, mentors that have shaped you uh, as who you are today? Yes, they definitely have. Once I entered the online space, I met amazing women. I was in amazing masterminds. I had great mentors. You, of course, being one of them. I felt so inspired. <laughs> but, you know, I'm also feeling inspired to smash this whole hierarchy thinking uh -huh. because uh -huh. it's not about who's mm -hmm. your guru mm -hmm. it's not about which name can i drop in an interview oh I yes feel sometimes mm. most inspired talking to a client who has mm. just had her own lighthouse moment and like i can see her shine or you know the the woman in the street like everyday encounters mm. if we start to look for it we can be inspired every day by the women around us the theme for international women's day this month or this year was gender equality today for a sustainable tomorrow and it's about putting the conversation for women on the table about women's leadership you're a vegan you've you've obviously you must be an animal empath as well because you felt that um that that you felt that from a very young age uh where are you with that how do you see women's role in uh in these uh issues that are happening in the planet i think it's so so important i think to make conscious choices every time I go to the store, I have a choice. I can pick a plastic bag or I can leave the plastic bag. I can choose organic or I can choose conventional. And I think we need to be aware. We need to be conscious. We need to be grateful that we are in that position that we can make a choice mm -hmm. because some people can't. For some people, food is food and food is scarce and they cannot make these choices. And us as being in this position of being privileged. Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard to see ourselves as privileged. It's another one of these mental blocks that we carry around. We don't like to see ourselves in this position, in this privileged position. But we are. Mm -hmm. And that puts us in the position that we can help create change. Mm -hmm. So I see it as a thousand little choices that hopefully will add up to something more sustainable. Oh. <laughs> I just enjoy I've not seen this side of you. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> Your brand metaphor is a lighthouse, as we said before. Now, a lighthouse, I mean, you can see it a long time, a long way away. It's, it's, its purpose really isn't just look pretty to take Instagram photos on. It's to, uh, it's a function. It, you can see on a stormy night, you can see it's a safe place it's not afraid to show off is what I'm trying to say. And yet so many women do struggle with that whole phrase uh, showing off. And in particular, I was even having a conversation with a guy last night and he was saying that 
um, it was very interesting that guys will get up in the morning and they'll feel bit yucky but they'll look in the mar- in the mirror and they'll go hey look at you whereas a girl will look in the mirror and go oh I thought so why do we do that why do you think and and what's your experience with that <laughs> what's your answer to women oh Marilyn that's such a great question do you have one <laughs> I think we have been instilled with mm. this by society mm. we have been growing up being told to not boast, Mm -hmm. to not take ourselves too seriously, to basically, you know, don't, don't stand up straight, don't stick out. I remember walking through school kind of hunched over because I was tall and I didn't want to stick out. And somehow I always did stick out, no matter how hard I tried. But it's like this feeling, you know, we want to Mm -hmm. hide. And of course, I think there are also moments when we maybe we see someone else showing off and we feel somehow mm. negatively touched by that. And we think like, what a show off. Does she have to rub it in? You know, we have these conditioned feelings. And for me, it was an absolute game changer. I came into a mastermind community and we were encouraged to celebrate our wins. <laughs> and this is something I felt intensely uncomfortable with. Along with also showing off, you know, showing off my life on social media, like, look at the beautiful places I'm seeing. Mm. And I try to do it a little bit from a different mindset, you know, not from the mindset of showing off, but of sharing. Mm. Mm. And I was told it's inspiring. And I thought, what? People, really? People feel inspired? Okay. People were saying, thank you. Thank you for showing me these pictures. Thank you for inspiring me. And I felt encouraged. And then I realized, okay, my clients, my colleagues, my friends, everyone is going through this. We are wanting to hold back because we don't want to cause this negative friction in someone's mind. We don't want to be saying, look what I have. You don't have it. But instead we can say, look what the world still holds for you. Maybe it's something different. Maybe you're inspired by the big city, by being on the stage. I moved through this phase too in my life, you know, and then at some point it switched from wanting to play Carnegie Hall to wanting to live by the sea. But whatever it is, when we get closer Mm -hmm. and we share that with our world, what Mm -hmm. we really do is we show vision and we show I'm on my way. I'm living my vision or I'm getting there step by step. And it encourages others because, you know, for once we are not in this competitive space, just because she's successful doesn't mean I can't be because Mm, again, it's mm, limit limitless. mm. There are not limited spots for successful entrepreneurs. Mm. And this is Mm. such an amazing relation. That is so everything true. before that I experienced was limited. Like there can only be one first chair in the orchestra. There can only be one person getting the job. So showing off meant sticking out. And it meant there were other people who couldn't achieve what you achieved. And you take that away. It becomes beautiful and much more comfortable to share. I'm not saying I'm very comfortable with it yet on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> but I'm working on it and I love 
this uh, metaphor from it from a German artist. She lives in the mountains of Tyrol and she makes beautiful calligraphy. And she makes like candles and posters and basically very inspiring, powerful words and messages. And one of them is the master who's practicing, the practicing master. And there's, there's a female word for this. In English, there's just master. It's a, a kind of a general, has a masculine sound to it. But we are all on our way. And we are practicing this to various degrees. So the person you look up to might be just as uncomfortable being <laughs> on video or in an usually interview. Usually is, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> Maria, you know that my thing is women, inspiring women to lead, lead their worlds, lead their day, lead their... Also, I think the word lead feels like a, a, a very strong word. It doesn't often marry well with with women but I know you and I've talked about it women we we need women leaders we need women thinking of themselves as embodying leadership how do you see yourself as a leader and have you been comfortable with that term has it been an easy ride embodying that I'd love you to share your story in that in that area I find it absolutely appealing and attractive, the whole female leadership thing. And I would even disagree a little bit. I think it's very feminine. Do you? I, I think I've been leading all along. <laughs> but, you know, a little bit behind the scenes. And I grew up in that kind of family dynamic too. I wouldn't say that my mother wasn't a leader. She had the whole weight of the family basically on her shoulders it's just that the image of society, you know, we see the, the man who's working. So he's automatically the leader. The woman can be doing everything else. It doesn't matter. It just gets a bit, you know, belittled. So I think it's great to be taking this leadership and finally showing it. Mm. You know, it's again like flicking on the light. We don't have to change to be leaders. We have been leading all along <laughs> and we have enough beautiful female politicians showing how it's done like all over the world and sometimes a man comes to power after and you know it all kind of goes to crap <laughs> i've seen that now in several countries and it it really makes me wonder and i absolutely believe in female leadership do i see myself as a leader i think i'm on my way i think the mental transition is the hardest one and sometimes what, what we see, you know, we, we, we see a strong leadership on the outside and there's still doubts and fears going on on the inside. But it's absolutely a beautiful challenge to be taking on to make that transformation and to be coming full circle mm -hmm. with it. So the inner and the outer, you know, once again, they go together. And sometimes one is a little bit ahead of the other. And I think that's okay, again, as long as we keep practicing. So I'm practicing. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to say I'm on my way. I'm not quite there, but I'm on my yeah. way. And I'm enjoying the journey too. What's your definition of leadership? Leadership to me means you don't just take what you're given. You create conditions. You create... if. There have to be rules, you know, there has to be some sort of structure. It is 
somewhat of a calling of mine to really rebel against any kind of rule, any kind of authority and see what can I replace? What, well, first of all, does it match my value set? Is this something I would like to follow? And if not, just because someone tells me to, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to play by my own rules. So that's the first one. And the second one is you provide guidance. And you have already spoken about this, this beautiful image of the lighthouse. It's there. It's sending out its light. I also always say it's sending out its light. It doesn't matter if there are ships going by at the moment or not. The lighthouse mm. doesn't stop. It mm. keeps shining. So we are here. We have a purpose. You said it yourself. It's not about just being beautiful and showing off ourselves and our success. It's about the, the guidance and the safety we can create for others. Because if we feel internally safe, then we can take the next step and we can shine to the outside. But we need first this feeling of, it's safe for me to do this. It's safe for me to shine. It's safe for me to be successful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your heart. And your, it's just inspiring to sit here and, and listen to you. I'm like fully into the, what you're saying here. I would like to close with one final question. And as a young girl growing up behind you know, the wall in, Germ in Germany, if you could say anything to the women, the girls that were your age or older, who are currently behind a different kind of wall, a restriction in Ukraine, uh, the women of Afghanistan, the women of Yemen, the, the women who are behind a physical wall as you experienced or going through you know, a, a political situation or, yeah, what would you say to them? Wow, I wish I had, I wish I had wisdom here. I wish I had the magical words. I know, I know everything is cyclical. I know it's all a phase. But for someone that faces their life, for someone they are losing their life or they're losing their family, they're losing their children. And I'm not sure if we can tell them, you know, this will go by. Mm. This is a phase. It will get better because I don't know if it will get better. But I know we have to hold on and we have to put some faith into that. We have to keep going because it's the only way. Mm. And things do pass every phase passes and we have to see what what we can build collectively afterwards mm -hmm. and rebuild maria thank you so much for coming on the show and for your wisdom and i hope the listeners have enjoyed this beautiful episode and i will see you tomorrow thank you marilyn thank you for having me you're welcome